Carolyn Jasinski was invited up to tropical North Queensland, which has been hit by two cyclones in the past two months. And as a result, she says the local tourism industry estimates it has lost $95 million from the visitor economy. As people cancelled their holidays in Cairns, Port Douglas, Palm Cove and the hinterland regions. While the cyclones themselves did some damage, by far the worst damage was from floodwaters that swept away homes, carved large chasms in major roads and washed boulders the size of a house onto the road between Cairns and Port Douglas and stopped staff from getting to work. Carolyn has just returned and spoke to Graham Kemlow about what she found and whether it is safe to visit right now. I guess we're going to be able to get a very first-hand report. She's literally just back. So uh, welcome back, Carolyn. You didn't uh, find a crocodile in your bathtub or anything crazy? <laughs> Thanks for having me, Graham. No, no no crocodiles. In fact, it was quite hard to spot a crocodile. Um, I went right. up on the Daintree River and we spotted a couple of tiny ones. But right. then on the, on the way back, I saw somebody posted on Facebook that there was one um, just off the Port Douglas uh, marina area so that was interesting oh, they've, they've okay. got a bit haywire but i did learn something really interesting so the crocodiles know when the weather's bad weather's coming and they leave the main waterways and go into the tributaries where it's safer they obviously and have some sort of a uh, i was going to say a blood pressure detector an air pressure detector yeah they just know it's like dogs know when storms are coming and you know the crocodiles the people who know up there say, well, if the crocodiles aren't around and they're not in the tributaries that they know about, then there's possibly some weather coming in. So okay. that was really interesting. Yeah. Yes, but I got I got uh, asked to go up there because um, Port Douglas in particular and north to the Daintree is really suffering. They they lost $90 million in bookings in December, wow. January. Uh, who, who, who gave you that number? That was from Tropical Tourism, Tropical North Tourism Queensland. TNT. Okay, yeah. well, yeah. that's uh, that's interesting. That's probably mostly in leisure, but possibly also some uh, business events bookings, some meetings bookings. Could have well be, yeah. It's okay. I mean, it's it's generally a quiet time for tourism in yeah. the, from the domestic market. Yeah. Um, but they the region has been suffering a little bit since COVID. The numbers haven't quite picked up yet. But the international tourists are there, and I met quite a few of them up there who are just loving it. You know, like the the big thing is it's hot and humid. So a lot of the domestic market doesn't go up there because of the weather. But the international tourists are loving it because their alternative is to have cold rain and hail and sleet back on the other side of the world. So they're loving that heat and humidity. Right. They're coming and out of uh, New York and... Uh... Places. New York and the UK, yeah. uh, all sorts of places. Yeah, yeah. so so they they're still loving it, but the numbers aren't quite up there. But but it's the domestic market that has backed off really badly, and it's since the cyclone. Yeah, now you can't blame people for going. Oh, cyclone! Should we be going up there? So that's why I went up to see. Is it worth to go up? You know, going well, up there. Some of us remember the Christmas Day cyclone that hit Darwin. Yeah, um, you know and. Uh, you really don't want to be in some of these cyclones, particularly now with our sort of increased intensity of weather. So, well, that's know. right, and you, and you can't ignore the cyclone threat. But, but really, I think the message that they're trying to get out there is that this, this year in particular, they've had a lot of threats of cyclone, like low, tropical lows that 
can turn into a cyclone. If they go back out to sea and pick up moisture off the ocean and then come back, that's when they turn into a cyclone. Um, mm. But the locals are, are hilarious when it comes to cyclones. They just go, meh, yeah, because there's, there's one looming off the coast at the moment. Yeah, whether I heard it, that. Yeah, and whether it comes back or not, we won't know until it's almost there. Yeah. But they treat it like uh, we in South Australia or, or you guys in Victoria might treat bushfires. Yes, yeah. there's a threat. Yes, you have to be careful. You have to take heed of the warnings. You have to be prepared. And then if something happens, they just get together and they get over it really quickly. Right. So my trip was quite revealing. It showed... Uh, where the damage had gone through. But the biggest thing I was surprised about was how much they've recovered and how quickly they've recovered. So So, the major sort of infrastructure issues that I can recall is the Cairns to Port Douglas Road. You know, it's a beautiful drive along the coast, clinging to the, uh, well, they're not so much mountains there, but to to the hills that run right down. The rainforest runs right down to the reef. So um, how is that? Has that been repaired now? Yes, that's opened again. Opened on January 20. Right. And that was, that's, you know, they look at that as, oh, yeah, that's a big job done. But there was a rock there the size of a house. Is that right? Yeah. Still there on the road or? No, no, no. It's all been broken up and cleared. The road's beautiful again. There are a couple of stretches where it's down to one way and that's because the side that, that, uh, falls towards the sea. In some cases, there might be a bit of lingering damage there. Might caved in or something. Uh, just slightly. Water. It's yeah the, yeah. the highway held up remarkably yeah. well. Okay. Um, but it's just they've they've got it down to one way in those probably three little sections. Um, but you know it normally takes a forty-five minute drive to get between Cairns and Port Douglas, and this took me about an hour. Okay, well so, at least it stopped that issue where they had to either get a ferry, yes, it, which would have taken a couple of hours, or they've got to go up via the Dane Tree. Uh, well, that that alternative route was magic. I have to say, I did that as well. Yeah, but that's a leisure drive, not if you're yes. trying to go to work, you know. If you're, if you're trying, what it did do was re-establish essential services and, and you know, goods could get through. Yeah. Um, but it went up through the Coranda Ranges and then around the back through Mareeba, through the, all the coffee plantations and past mangroves and, you know, uh, avocados. It's a beautiful drive. Mm. And up through Mount Malloy and Gelatin. So it took two and a half hours. Right. So, yes, as a as a means of getting to and from work, it would have been a bit painful. Yeah. And then they started those fabulous coastal shuttles. Um, when, when they temporarily couldn't get out to the reef, they started these shuttle runs on the water. And I, I seriously would love to do it because I reckon seeing that side of the, the coast from the water would be beautiful. Yeah, but, it probably would be. But um, that's it, they're not going to last as far as I can tell. But now, so so this big job that the locals call was actually monumental in the eyes of tourists because that is the Great Barrier Reef Drive. It's the Captain Cook Highway. Yeah. And it is, it's a beautiful drive. Mm, but in is, the eyes yeah. of tourists, it means you can get there and you can get back and, you know, the threat of being stuck has gone and... Um, it, I, I drove it and I actually stopped it 
the points where they had a couple of landslides. And as I said, there were massive rocks on the side of the road. Wow. And uh, one of the big ones was near Ellis Caravan Park, Ellis Beach Caravan Park. And I went in there and talked, and, and this caravan park is pristine. It's wow. There's a bit of work going on, though, so there's there's some heavy machinery and looks like they're doing renovations at this point so they're right. still actually doing some um cleanup work but for the average joe like me going in there you wouldn't know that a cyclone's been right it's and- really clean the beach has been cleaned up this it's 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 quite remarkable and they didn't actually close they they stayed open for people who were there and it got to the point where when the landslide was blocking the road, some tourists could get through. They had to be escorted, but they actually got them through. So the Queenslanders, far north Queenslanders, are a resilient bunch. Yeah. Oh, well, they'd have to be. Yeah. You know, you, you wouldn't really want to live with pythons and crocodiles as neighbours and then have these uh, big blows coming through to rattle the windows and the yeah, doors. It's it's quite funny because we look at a cyclone and go, oh, scary. Mm. They look at a cyclone and go, oh, annoying. Yeah. <laughs> they okay. don't. They and look, I'm not. I'm not making light of those people. There was a lot of damage in the lower lying areas, places like Machen's Beach and Holloways. Um, you know, I have a friend who lost a house. Yeah. So there's no denying how dangerous and damaging and heartbreaking it can be. Sure. But from a tourist point of view, which is, you know, my job is to go up to see, is it worth tourists going up there? And what's your short answer to that? It is, definitely. It is. Okay. Yeah, Are there absolutely. deals being done now to bring us bring you back? Are they discounting accommodation They're, or airfares? Yeah, I did see that the Premier announced some airfare specials. I'm not sure how long they lasted for. Right. Uh, but if you hunt around, you can get some accommodation deals. Okay. Slightly cheaper, and they generally at this time of year they are a little bit cheaper because mm. the benefits of going up are there's no one there. This is the quiet time. This is naturally a quiet time for the domestic market. So are, are things open though, Carolyn? Like are the restaurants and coffee bars open? Absolutely. Okay. It's a bit of a trick. When I was in Port Douglas, I looked and I thought, oh, it's dead. It's really quiet, but. They're smart. They've all got their doors shut because they're enjoying the aircon. Ah, of course, yeah. <laughs> so they're open even right. though the doors are closed. And when you're up there and you can't get away, it is hot and humid and it rains at least once a day. It has a heavy shower. But that goes as quickly as it starts. And and it's warm. Right. It's quite beautiful. I know this sounds weird, but it's quite lovely walking in warm rain. Especially in a rainforest. If you Although go to the a, rain usually drowns you. you. Everything you own is clinging to you all of a sudden. Well, things are clinging to you anyway because it's humid. Right. When it rains, it's just refreshing. Right. Okay. It's, it's lovely. And, and, of course, you can't jump in the sea for a swim. Wrong time of year for that. Absolutely. Uh, well, you stingers. can. You can, but you need a stinger suit. You need a stinger suit. So... Um, and, of course, there's always a crocodile potentially lurking out there. But uh, the pools in the hotels are pretty good, aren't they? This is such a good time to just laze around a pool. Mm. If that's your idea of a holiday, then this is the perfect timing. Right. And look, I, I stayed at a place called Shantara, which was 
just lovely. It's not not your really high end resort, but it was beautiful. This is in Port Douglas. In Port Douglas, yeah. Shantara. Shantara, and I had heard little, of it actually. Had uh, self contained apartments. Oh, okay. So really, really good uh, for any like whether you're a. Um, on your own or a couple, no children at the one I stayed at, which was a bit of a bonus, really. I, I, I didn't pick it. I was put there, and it was just fabulous. And not that I don't like children, but I'm, <laughs> no. I'm, point, I'm pointing it out because it's an I option. used to be one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I love travelling with my kids, but mm. it's an option if you don't want oh, to travel that's exactly with, with right. children. Exactly right. If you if you aren't into travelling with kids or you're an empty nester and you're sort of happy to hand them over to the to your your children the grandchildren say absolutely you can get away scot-free i also stayed at um, a night in palm cove at the reef house yeah how did you thing. enjoy that that's oh, a classic that we... uh, property isn't it oh it's beautiful great history behind it it was uh, once owned not the original one the, the brigadier owned it and they have these fantastic afternoon punch and canapes so okay. it's like it's like the British version of happy hour. I think it's very it's just lovely again, and it's another adults only uh, property, and right. it's it's set up more like a lodge. So you your accommodation includes it's like a whole package holiday where you go there and some of your meals are included. And all these activities like free bikes and they have guest speakers and they have these these punch and canapes and there's a, a pool butler who comes around and serves you and then afternoons oh. include a, a sorbet it's and and it's That's one of the best civilized rest- isn't it very it was very special and it's right you know beachfront views yes it is yeah um no, very very good. lovely one of the best restaurants i've been to up there it's a very well-regarded restaurant. What about the other one? You went to Nunu, didn't you? Yes, Nunu was oh, magic. That's another. That's right on the beach. Yeah. Um, that was that had a little bit of water reach part of the restaurant, but it wasn't. It doesn't surprise me. It literally is on the same level as the Palms, and yes, you know, yeah. you wouldn't need a king tide to uh, have water coming across the road there. But again, you wouldn't know that a cyclone had been it's in. All there. drained away. Oh, it's beautiful. Didn't right. take much, They tell me it didn't take much to, to clean up. There's right. a couple of restaurants there who have closed, but they intended to close for renovations this time of year anyway Okay. because of the low season. Right. But restaurants, even up in Port Douglas, all the restaurants are open. One or two closed for a week or two, again, for renovations. Right. Um, La Cucina closed. And I think the Watergate was closed for... For Renault's, but okay. I tried Zinc, and oh, what was the other one I tried? Zinc and oh goodness, I'll, I'll remember it in a minute, and I'll okay. and I'll tell you what it was. Uh, so, oh, salsa, salsa bar and grill. Oh, okay. And and again, beautiful fresh seafood. You know, if if food and and wine and you know distilleries and boutique breweries is your thing. Great time to go up. Sure. So um, you obviously stayed at some nice places, had some nice meals. What other things did you do? Did you undertake some activities to prove they were still operating? I did. Look, I actually met a lot of people who had been out to the reef 
Um, some went out on half days to the low isles, which is close, yeah. and others were going out for full days to the outer reef. So you've got, you know, operators like ABC is a small 12-person boat, I think, or you've got the big quicksilver boats that go further out. Yeah. But I swapped the reef snorkeling because I'd done it before. I swapped it to do um, a river drift snorkeling with Backcountry yes. Bliss. And I think you've done this, haven't you? I did. I thought it was sensational. And, it is. Uh, in 10 years of going up there reporting for the magazine, I'd never been offered that. But I did it this past year, and, uh, yeah, it was great. You enjoyed it? Oh, gosh, I loved it. It was hard, Yakka. You know, you don your in, – in, in the cooler weather or when the water's cooler, you would put a, a wetsuit on. But we just had, like, a rashy on, and that was to protect us from the mozzies, <laughs> not, not from anything in the river. Yeah. Um, and there are no crocodiles, by the way. No, you're and, up above all that. That's down yeah. at the mouth. You are – over the uh, even the road uh, crosses, but below you uh, on the on the Mossman River, but uh, yeah. So and so you're you, well um, shepherded. They had a team, two or three of them. We had three, right? And, and they were brilliant. They they not only physically support you, as in you know showing you where to go, but they're all got their own quirks that they might love the bird life or they might love the plant life. And um, we had Renee, Cisco and Guy and they were just brilliant. They, they took us up, they led us upstream. So we went, walked up through the tributaries and where the, the water was not quite as fast running and probably only calf deep, um, got a bit deeper in some spots. It and then when you get closer to the main river, it got quite hard because it's running so fast. Yes, it's hard to stand against it, isn't it? It is. But we, we got past when there was a tiny little rapid. And by a rapid, I mean, for us, it looked like the last bunch of rocks left in the river because most of it been, have been washed out yeah. when it flooded. And there's been about a metre of sand added to the riverbed. And that's where the rocks further upstream have all been breaking apart and, okay. and deposited. And you get to a point and you hop on your little airbed, which is a really sturdy airbed, and then you drift down the river under a tropical canopy. Yeah, that's it. That's really fascinating because you're, you're not lying face down then. You're actually able to lie back and look up at the, well, at it wouldn't the be trees. the stars if it was night, but yeah. <laughs> you, you're looking up at basically a canopy of... Tropical trees. Yeah, it was really beautiful, well worth doing. And again, mm. this is an idea, you know, it's just one of those ideas where, okay, most people go out to the reef, and I would always recommend that, especially this time of the year because you've got the northerlies coming in, which unfortunately bring the stingers towards the coast. But right. what the other thing it does is flattens the ocean. Yeah. So it's. The seas are just very quiet mm. and very so there's less chance of getting seasick mm. as you go out there. Um, but again, you, you know, part of the um, the river drift snorkeling thing got held up for a week or two because the water was too fast and you know there was a lot of flooding, so they had to make sure that it was safe. Yeah. When they came back and reopened. They've just got this whole new attitude, that new things to look at. And 
there's no, no snorkeling at the moment in this river drift snorkeling because all the critters have been washed out. Right. But they're now concentrating on this fantastic ride. It's just brilliant. Mm. And then the next thing I did, I went up to the Daintree River. So this is as far as you can get if you're self-driving. You can get up to Daintree River, which is about 45 minutes drive north of Port Douglas. So you can get up there, and I did a crop cruise. So there's there's a few operators up there. I went with Solar Whisper Wildlife Cruises, and this is not a cruise where they feed the crocs or anything. It's it's in a little boat, and you go out, and it's nature based, and they tell you all around all about the river and the crocs, especially Scarface is the star. Oh, okay. So they tell you about Scarface and his girls. He has he has a few. He has a harem, does he? He does, yeah. Right. Um, you see any nests? No, we only managed to see two baby crocodiles. Okay. Because, and I'm I'm only guessing this, but because the crocodiles know the weather and there's a bit of a cyclone looming off the coast. It was not a cyclone yet. It's a, tropical, it's a tropical something low. rather, yeah. yeah. Um, so they were saying that they've just, they just go away for a few days and then they come back. Okay. But the croc cruises are fabulous. Um, now, as a tourist, you can't go to the Cape Cape Tribulation at the moment. So to get there, you normally go across the ferry, across right. the river on the ferry, and then up towards Cape Trib, which is about another 45-minute drive. But the road is not perfect yet, so you can only go over there if you have proof of accommodation booking or if you're with a small bus tour so they're taking buses up to about 12 to 16 people carolyn jasinski they're speaking with graham kemlo for information go to tourismtropicalnorthqueensland.com